Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon podcast. Check it out, listen, make sure the force is strong. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. and gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 199 my name is jm clark j the jedi ross kids welcome back to the l5j studios where i have freshly returned from the great state of michigan and the motor city comic-con 2016 and that is the cause of my voice sounding not quite correct a little bit raspy a little bit tired because man did we make pod we made a hell of a lot of pod Straight out of the podcast, Detroit booth on the floor in the con. It was good times indeed. Uh, one of the things in particular that was recorded uh, at the podcast, Detroit booth, was an elegant weapon episode 200 live from the floor. What good times indeed. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, I was uh, joined by guests uh, Tony McKay and Derek Ray of Drunk on Comics. You know this show at all? I know you know Drunk on Comics. Uh, they've been with us through the whole journey, so it was cool to have them there. We also made it a little cross pod action. I believe episode 200 of An Elegant Weapon will also be episode 43 of the Ninja Starship podcast with Jimmy McKnight. It was very cool to have him there as a podcast. Detroit Brethren. Uh, also joining us, the merciless one, Mr. Ming Chen. Everybody's favorite podcasting enthusiast. And a very special thing happened. He was here for our 25th episode. He was kind enough to drop by and help us get this show off the ground. Then then he returned for episode 100. That milestone indeed. And yet again, another milestone. Ladies and gentlemen, for episode 200, returning to an elegant weapon, Mr. Michael Zapsik. So there you go. It was a big giant party with Drunk on Comics, the Ninja Starship Pod, and the Mike and Ming Show, and I Sell Comics. Uh, grand times were had by all. Can't wait for you to hear it, but I digress. We're not quite finished with a few things from the past, so right now we've got to go back in time. And we are going back to our adventures at the great Philadelphia Comic Con. Whoa, we had so much fun times. Uh, in Philly that I've still got tons of stuff to keep bringing you so expect over the next couple weeks uh, a lot of Philly content a little bit of Motor City content and uh, soon uh, very soon in like two weeks coming up uh, Jimmy McNeck's going to be joining me down in Niagara Falls for the Niagara Falls Comic Con which I'm very much looking forward to because it's my first year attending uh, we'll be covering press for the event can't wait to see all our wonderful creative Canadian content so uh, that's going to be very, very cool. But uh, this week, our adventure from Philly, a uh, very, very, very special opportunity. I had to sit on the couch and have a conversation with one of the few individuals in this world who on screen himself has wielded an elegant weapon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Sith Lord himself, Darth Maul, Mr. Ray Park. Ugh. What good times. Uh, he was absolutely amazing. What a swell, fun guy. Super enthusiastic. 
fantastic stories which you're about to hear so uh let's get into it shall we uh episode 199 live from the great philadelphia comic-con my conversation on the couch with mr ray park thank you for waiting so patiently how's everybody doing today Come on, I know it's Sunday, but how's everybody doing today? There you go, having a fantastic weekend? Good times, Uh, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Park. Come on, you can go louder than that, come on. Yeah! Who likes Star Wars? Everyone say, yo, Joe! Cool. <laughs> oh, big step. Welcome, sir. Great, Thank you for coming to Philly. Thank you for having me. Have a seat. We're going to get to your questions. Uh, if anybody has questions, we got a microphone right over here that you can line up in an orderly fashion if you have a few things you'd like to ask Ray. But I've got the microphone, so I'm going to ask him what I want first. Cool. <laughs> how is that before that? How sure. is everyone? Yeah, having a, having a good Sunday? The force is strong with you guys. Thank you for bringing it. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to start with what I consider to be, I consider to be the finest lightsaber duel in any Star Wars movie, which is, of course, you, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan. The thing I love about this duel, yeah, we agree? Is there agreement there? Thank you. There's so many reasons why I love that duel because it is updated, it's quicker, it's all the new stuff than the, you know, the old style of fighting, but it wasn't quite as flashy as episodes two and three where they had a lot of flashing and sparks and it was kind of hard. Your guys was a very clean, you know, ballet-like fight. Can you tell us about, you know, that whole scene, how, it, how long it took to choreograph that and yeah, work well, on? It was a, a, an ongoing process uh, until George had locked down the fights. What, what happened was we have the storyboards and we have the script and uh, the way Nick Gillard, the stunt coordinator, would work with, with whatever was uh, prioritized. Like, so we had the desert fight. And so we, you know, going on what the surroundings are and, how, what kind and, and how the story is driven. So we would just make things up and then little combinations that, flew, that would flow well together. And, uh, and also we, um, Andres Petridis, who's the assistant stunt coordinator, and also Nick Gillard, we, we kind of grew up on this, this sort of theory that when you watch martial art movies or watch any other kind of action movie, if you could see a fault in the action se- sequence, it sort of spoiled it f- for you, you know? Because like, yeah. being martial artists ourselves, we didn't like seeing that. And that's why I love watching Jackie Chan movies and Bruce Lee movies. So we tried to design the, fu- the, f- the, the, f- the fight scenes so for the audience to watch it, they wouldn't see a fault. You know, we, want, we were like, okay, if we blocked it here, you could get me here, so we try and come up with different moves, yeah. but keep it within the Star Wars world. And so it took a, you know, it was a, we were rehearsing it for a couple of months. I mean, it got to the point where we were rehearsing it so much, we came up with new ideas, better ideas, but George had, had agreed and locked down the fights. And because Liam and Ewan were uh, learning those fights and practicing those fights, we couldn't change it. So, like anything, you practice something enough, you get better at it, and you have different ideas. And we had fun with it as well. We we really enjoyed it. 
Right, right. Um, working with those guys, how was that? Did they pick it up quickly? I guess like Liam had had swordplay training in the past for other movies. So did they pick it up quick? Did you help them out a lot, kind of? They, they were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I was working with the stunt guys originally. So I, with the stunt performers, it's all speed, fast, energy. And, it, and it's a different, it's like working with other martial artists. But when I got to work with Liam and you, and it, the energy is a little different, but I actually preferred it. And it was a good energy because they're, they're not only doing the fight sequences, they're actually performing it, they're playing the part. So it really helped me to bring out Darth Maul when I'm doing the fight scenes with him. And so it really, you know, where they had their moments and, and their you know, uh, moments of uh, pause, it gave me a moment to bring out the character. So I really enjoyed it. They, those guys were great. And they both had different styles. And that's the way Nick wanted to design it as well. Right, right. Um, uh, in episode seven, I don't know if everybody's aware, but the lightsabers that they used on set, JJ wanted to give them more of a real feel for themselves just filming. So rather than the sticks you've all seen, you know, you guys just had kind of like green sticks on your yeah, hilts, right? Yeah, they weren't right? sticks, they were poles. They were poles, sorry, yeah, they yeah, were poles. Okay. Um, they, uh, they were aluminum or aluminium okay. poles. Right, right. That would bend a lot after vigorous action, and I got smacked once oh. in the head by it. Ouch. But um, <laughs> they, you know, we had a, his name was Sanders, and he was a lightsaber prop master. And he must have had a hundred or so green ones, a hundred or so orange ones, and a hundred or so blue ones. And so we were fighting with like, or performing with uh, aluminum poles. And I've seen pictures of the other guys, they actually have. Yeah, they gave them colored blades, so just they'd feel like they were kind of more, had the blade. Do you think that would have changed it for you? Would have you felt more in the moment if your you blade know, was actually glowing red? You know, I don't know. There's, um, because of my martial art background, I like to have a good balanced sword or stick. And so some of the props I've held, um, they, they feel fantastic, but sometimes they don't have a good balance. It's like when you pick up a katana, if you're a martial artist and you pick up a katana blade and you feel it, you actually know you could feel the balance in the hilt and the sword, and you know you're going to have some good cuts. So um, I don't know if that would have uh, made a difference to me. I I'd actually, you know, when we were rehearsing, I asked for a heavier pole. Oh, yeah. So I had a steel pole all the way through the, the handle, and that really helped, because going on the training that I used to do for competition, I would start with a heb heavier sword, and then when I go to perform, I would use a competition sword. So it was a lot faster and, and um, more power. So that's how I practice with Phantom Menace. But um, it would be interesting, because some of those um, lit up poles, they bend a little bit as well, and there's a different balance to it. Well, they make them like battle ready, a lot yeah, of these custom You must see tons of them. I bet yeah. a lot of people are like, please play with my lightsaber. Yeah, I've seen some yeah. good ones, and I've broken some, some lightsabers as well. I was at Celebration last year, and this, and this guy had just bought a master replica lightsaber. I mean, like, can you do me the honor of like spinning it and signing it afterwards, and just Five minutes before that, I walked the line because was, you know a lot of people waiting, and I saw this really cool double-blade lightsaber with this girl. She was all dressed up, and I'm like, "Oh, can I play with it?" You know, and so that had warmed me up and got me all jazzed. So I said, "The next one I'm going to perform, I'm going to turn this up a few notches," nice. and and I did, and I broke it. Oh. I didn't drop it, but it broke, and it's never happened to me. And I felt terrible because like 250 bucks. I bet they didn't care. He though. was like, "This is awesome! You broke <laughs> yeah, it." Broke <laughs> I was like, "What?" You know, so I'm glad it wasn't a kid, you know. Right. So, so like uh, when you're snake eyes and the swords you're using, they're kind of a lighter model because they're on screen, so you can yeah, kind of look a little faster. For both movies, they were different. On the first movie, we used a bamboo kind of um, a sword, and uh, they were going on like the how Jackie Chan would use. They would paint them to look like real swords. And then we had rubber swords, 
And then for some of the close-up um, hero shots, there was like the real uh, aluminum or, but it, the very safety conscious, uh, like aware, you know, they didn't yeah. want to use real saws or even aluminum or right. just in case, because it, it does things a bit, so they're very safe, so we would use the rubber ones. But I didn't, I didn't like it. I like using a real sword. There's, there's <laughs> some, I'm just used to it. Right. You know, because yeah. you can still control it. And then right. accidents do happen, bits do fly off. And, but, um, so that was why we didn't use the real ones. Cool. What's um, your main weapon? Is it the bow staff or the sword? Which are your most efficient? Um, when I was competing, it was a broadsword, Chinese broadsword, straight sword. I used to do drunken uh, straight uh, like sword. Wushu and Wushu, stuff. Wushu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and actually, the bow staff was my hardest event. I used to hate training for it. Really? Because I, I hated it, but I loved it. Right. Because so much could go wrong with the bow staff event in Wushu because you have to do a lot of slamming on the floor. And if on your travels, if your stick had dried out and you break it during competition, after months and months of preparation oh. and you break it because you hit it incorrectly or it dried out, it got some you know, uh, worms in it or anything like that. Right. So we'd always take plenty, but it was always that one competition stick that you used that was your favorite stick. Right. So there was always that moment that my stick could break. So it was determined that it was going to be a double-bladed lightsaber before you were cast? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, when I, 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 did, I, I worked on Mortal Kombat Annihilation and I doubled for Raiden. And, um, and that was my dream. Like, I got into martial arts and that, in my late teens, all I wanted to do is be a, uh, work with Jackie Chan. I wanted to be a stuntman that could act, act, do everything. I wanted to learn how to do fight choreography from Jackie. I wanted to do filming. I wanted to do it all. And then so landing Mortal Kombat was like a, my, my dream. I was 21. So I learned how to do air rams and wire work. And with my gymnastic background and wushu background, it helped. And Robin Shu took me under his wing and put me, and I was in his team. So I got to double Raiden and then play Baraka and play Reptile. And then because of that, Nick Gillard had called me in. And he'd heard about me because George was looking. They needed one person to play this part because it was going to be heavy makeup. So they needed a stuntman that could act or an actor could do stunts. But they needed one person to do it. And, um, and when I met with him, he would, you know, the meeting was going really well because I was there for about three or four hours. Normally when you meet someone, you're in and out, drop off your back. It was before demo reels. I had a, a portfolio of me doing my Van Damme splits across two chairs and <laughs> handstands on chairs, hoping I would, you know, all these different poses. And I took my weapons down, hoping to do a demonstration audition. And then he just liked what he heard. And then um, he showed me pictures of Darth Maul and he showed me the storyboards of the scenes. And I saw Darth Maul with two, a, a double blade lightsaber. So I thought both stuff. So I went crazy with ideas and saying, you could do this, whoever's gonna do this, could do this and they can do that and they can spin it. And, and then Nick goes, oh, you know what, let's go upstairs. And he introduced me to the producers. And then at the end of the meeting, he goes, look, I'm gonna go, I wanna bring you in for a week next week. We're gonna do a test fight to show George, to get, be approved. I wanna show George a style of fighting that I wa uh, wanna be showing this movie. And I want you to work with us. And then at the end of the week, we'll dress you up as Darth Maul. And if George sees it, you never know, you might, you might get it. So that was kind of my audition. So I had a good four days of like auditioning and working with Nick and Andreas and coming up with a desert fight. And right. that was my audition and George had seen it and I got right. a call and right. uh, so So the, very the, lucky. the Moral Combat you were in, was it Christopher Lambert that you were No, it was uh, James Remar. Oh, okay, okay. It was okay. the second one, it Annihilation. Was the second one, okay. Yeah. I was just gonna ask you, do you met I'm just a sword freak in general. I love the whole idea and the whole Highlander series. Oh yeah. Adrian Paul. Yeah, yeah, you know, Matt Adrian. It's incredible talent there. Do you think, how would you think Say they could build a real lightsaber. How do you think it would practically be possible at all to use it? 
A real lightsaber. Or do you think you'd take your head off? It'd be pretty one of the most dangerous weapons out there. Yeah. But would you would you handle it? Like, would you give it a shot? If someone said, "Here's a real lightsaber," give um, it a twirl. <laughs> I would give it a twirl, but very gingerly. Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, even um, when I'm at, like recently, a few months ago, I went to Home Depot and I bought a big, you know, electrical conduit steel pole. It weighed about 15 pounds. And I cut it, you know, eight foot, you know, the side, you know, what I need for training. And I started playing with that. But I'm wearing the knee pads, the shin pads, and that, because with both staff training, you're going to smack your knees and shins, head, all the time. And it's always when you're daydreaming when you're doing it. You know, you're focusing, and within the hundred spin, you're thinking about what's for dinner. Or you're thinking about, what, what am I going to do later? What am I going to do? Bang! And, you know, big welt on your leg. Right, so I right. wouldn't want to do that with a lightsaber. Yeah. Right, right. And we had that sort of mentality on set. You know, we'd be like, well, we can't do that because, ah, you cut your head off. Right, right. You can't put it around your back because, ah, you cut yourself. Yeah. And so we, we played, we were big kids, you know. Yeah. We, we were playing like, like, we can't do that move because there was a lot of wushu moves that I wanted to show, but I couldn't do it because you're like, ah, oh, it's a lightsaber. You wouldn't do it. So you would get into the mindset. Of, so if I had this for real, how would I hold this? Right. You know, and that's right. why with, my, with Darth Maul, I... I sort of showed off a little bit in the character. He was able to do it, the spins, you know, that was more, yeah. you know, just going, ha ha, look at me, you know, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. take you guys. And that's why I sort of did a couple of spins here and there. Well, you obviously got into it like that because I mean, just, you know, besides the athleticism of the role, you really, you really took it. That one scene when the, the ray shields are blocking Qui-Gon and you, and he just, he kneels down and he goes into meditation and you're just stalking. I just love watching that. You're back and forth, just like, oh, I'm gonna just, oh, that's well, great it, scene, man. Well, that, you know, I've learned a lot over the years how to prepare to be an actor, you know, on set. You know, like X-Men, I sort of wung it, wing, winged it, if that's the word. You know, I knew what we had to do, and I would just turn up and go, what are we doing? And then I would do it, right, right. you know, and, but, and Darth Maul, we prepared, but that scene there, I, I wasn't aware of it until we were doing it, we were actually doing it. So uh, Liam goes down into his lotus position and he's meditating, and I'm like, "What's he doing?" Because we didn't rehearse it; it just we were just doing it. We wow. rehearsed the fights. So I, I slide down into box splits, you know, Van Damme style. You know, okay. I'm not going to do it now, but <laughs> I sort of have the lightsaber and just go sh like that, and I'm sitting oh. there like that in splits. And George goes, "Cut, cut, cut," and he goes, "No, no, 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 no." And I was like, "Cause I was trying to get, I the, think I that would have looked Van pretty Damme cool." In there, yeah. You know, like even <laughs> if you watched the, if you watched, but it's a far shot. And I'm spinning, I do, do a split kick with a lightsaber. I was just trying to get something in there, like, you know, the big famous kick he yeah. does and stuff. I was just trying to get something there. I was trying to get something. I love that it was purposeful. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were trying to get it in there. I was trying to just, just get some more right. martial arts. So, the, the scene in X-Men, yep. where you're towed and you kick the pole out of the elevator and spin it, that was on your mind? No, no, I made Maul? it up on the spot because I got... So, you weren't thinking Maul? No, no, no. That, okay. I was thinking more the whole time I was playing Toad because I, I was like, there's only so much you can do with your face, you know. And I and I battled not to have prosthetics on for Toad because Brian wanted to put prosthetics on and make me more like Toad looking, and I didn't want to go through all that, you know, because I was trying to show my face, you know. Right, like, right, you know, right, right. Trying to slowly peel the layers yeah. of the onion, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, like, so he said, look, if you can convince me, like, to be bad and cool and everything without prosthetics then we'll go with it because I, also the goggles as well I was supposed to wear the goggles the whole time that's why the new toad is wearing the goggles all the time I was like oh no 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 I can't wear the goggles I can't see what about if I kick Hallie in the face 
<laughs> I can't do that. I'm sure Harley wouldn't want that. You know, like yeah, yeah. trying to get trying to show my face. You know? Yeah, of course. Uh, now I'll do it differently. I'm like, yeah, character, let's go full on. Right. And um, but it was just it was a process I was going through, and so I didn't want to make any Darth Maul faces. You know. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to be a little, a little different. So that whole kicking, the thing I was thinking of my dad and Jackie Chan. So. Because uh, the producer goes, come on, Ray, we pay you. this is why we're paying you. You're bringing you on, do your magic with a stick. Because I didn't know what to do. I was like, what am I going to do? I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, I could do that. So Brian comes up to me and goes, this is how it's going to be. The music's going to be da na 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 like that. I was like, oh, okay, now I know what to do. So I was like, I go, what would Jackie Chan do on this moment? So that's why I kicked it up and caught it. Right. And then I was like, what would my dad do? And he goes, Because <laughs> that was my dad, he goes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's my dad. So I was like, oh, that's why I did that. That's was, fantastic. And then the spinny, spinny, spin was like, here we are, Darth Maul. Right, right. So yeah. that, and Brian wanted that for the fans, me spinning and going, hey. Right, And right. that was a Darth Maul moment to the fans yeah. to say, yeah, it's me, you know. Right, right. Did you know that Peter Serafinowicz was going to voice the character, or, or did you get Proust? <laughs> no, I didn't get Proust. <laughs> okay, good. I knew before I got the part. Because Nick has said to me, this is where all hap this all happened in that, those hours. He says, look, whoever they get to do this is going to be dubbed. Because G he told me, George is so superstitious, and he's going to get someone else to do the, like he did with Vader. And I'm like, yeah, fine, cool. Right. Not thinking I was going to get the part. Ah. Yes, yeah, so I was not like, you know, I'm, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Why are you telling me that? You know, because I'm 22. I'm not going to... I don't want to get my hopes up. Never in a million years am I going to land the part of Darth Maul in the movie. I was like, why couldn't he ask me to be a Jedi? That's what I was thinking. I'm looking going, Darth Maul, bad guy. And as a kid, I grew up with rooting for the good guys all the time. I'm glad I, I'm yeah. glad I got it, did it now. Yeah, yeah. So I knew it was going to, he was, I was going to be yeah. dubbed. Or whoever was doing it was going to be dubbed. So when they sent me to someone just to do voice lessons and stuff, I'm like, why are they doing that? Because they're going to dub me anyway. But it was just because... My lips moved differently back then. You know, if you're from London, sometimes you talk like that. Because you don't always want to show your teeth, you know, a little bit. So you're like, what, mate, how you doing, yeah? So can you imagine me talking a bit like that, a bit more squeaky, <laughs> yeah? And going, we will have all revenge. Properly, you know what I mean, mate? Yeah, bish, bash, bosh, who are you looking at, master? <laughs> yeah, mate, you what's up, mate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. So. Imagine Darth Maul being like that, yeah. So I had to go and speak and la 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 la. Right, right. Yeah. So it makes sense. Because Peter would have been a bit like that. Have you ever met Peter? No, but I've seen him on plenty of stuff, and and he's great voice for it, and it's cool. And I know everyone goes, "Oh, you were dubbed." I always knew it was going to happen anyway. I was more about the action. Well, of course. You know, and I said to Johnny Boy, like, you know what? I don't care what I do now. I don't care if I speak. I could be in the background as long as I get to do a couple of flips and the spins and right, right. my Van Damme, whoop, <laughs> I'd be happy. Did you know G.I. Joe before you got Snake Eyes? Because it was a little, it was an action oh, man. Oh, yeah, or it was something. action man. I grew right. up with that. All right, so you knew going for that character that I that character didn't speak. Yeah, I went for that. <laughs> All right. Cool. I got a phone call from a guy and he says, and who's in like press and stuff, and he goes, Look, they're doing a, a Snake Eyes movie, a G.I. Joe movie. Get your people onto it. And I go, I don't have people. <laughs> so I'm looking in my phone book, how, who, do I, who do I know? So I called uh, Kevin Van Hook, who I've worked with, he's a director, I did a movie called Slayer with him. I said, look, Kevin, <clears throat> I've heard they're doing this movie. Do you know who, what production's doing it? Because I said, I just want to send my stuff in. I just want to send my tape. I want to make a, I want to audition for this. And I cut my producer friend said, Ray, I thought you were trying to get away from being covered up and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, no, this is Snake Eyes. You don't understand, this is my childhood. 
I have to do this. I, I just want an audition. So it was me and a few other guys auditioning for Snake Eyes, and, and it's great to do an audition and win it. You know, like I, I, I was you know, recovering from a knee surgery, but I had magic powers that day. Right. You know, nothing was going to stop me from not auditioning, and I'm so glad I auditioned for it, right. and I got to play Snake. And because I meet you guys, I go all over the world, and I meet all, you know, Star Wars fans and G.I. Joe fans, I knew it was important to get it right, you know, like the training. So right. I, I trained like a madman for the, first, for the two movies. You, you were big in that one. Yeah, I was like, just training, yeah, like yeah. train, 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 train. That train. mask must have been tough. Because how was that mask done? Because it looks almost it's so sucked to your face in a yeah, way. Yeah, everything almost. sucked to my body. <laughs> I lost about 10, 15 pounds at the end of each day, you know. It was like, how'd you breathe in that? What's the setup that you could breathe in that? I didn't breathe. <laughs> all right, let's go. Ninja. Nice. I went nice. all ninja on ninja it. Ninja train, slow you, the heartbeat. Be careful what you wish for. That's what I've <laughs> As a kid, I wanted to be a ninja, you know, and that's all I wanted to be. I wanted yeah. to disappear with the smoke bombs. Right, right, you know? yeah. When I got my smoke bombs from the, the local ma Kung Fu magazine and I had to light them, and they just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I looked up hoping I'd be on the roof. Right, right. You know? Right. <laughs> Ten years old thinking, yeah, this is... That's awesome. I always loved Ninja, yeah. so to actually play Snake Eyes was like a dream. And I, everyone always asks me, what's my favorite character? Without, without being in Mortal Kombat and without Darth Maul, I wouldn't have played the characters I'm playing now. Right. And so a lot of things have come from being Darth Maul. And I love all the characters I've played. I would love to revisit all of them. If I spend the rest of my life playing Darth Maul, Toad, Snake Eyes, and maybe the Headless Horseman, right? <laughs> you know, just doing the fun stuff, I'd be happy because the, the Snake Eyes is in me. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. Is once you get into that gear, you just, you know, you feel different. That's and, awesome. Uh, my kid, I have a five-year-old at home, and he started taking Taekwondo, oh, but cool. they kind of come to his daycare. So, you know, the teacher was like, you should bring him over to the studio and stuff. So I said, you want to go try? Because his whole intention is he's going to be a ninja. Good. Like, it's not like a, like, he literally right now believes, I'm going to train and become a ninja. So I told him, if we go to the studio, you get to wear an actual, like, you know, uniform like him. Just the, and just, yeah, it's such a, because we, we were in that time. Enter the Ninja, Revenge yeah. of the Ninja. Revenge of the ninja. American like, Ninja. All these movies were the best. Yeah. Like, yeah and that's where it starts. I was the same age as your son when I was like, I'm going to be that. Right, you yeah. Know? So it, that's where it all starts. Yeah. And he will be a ninja. That's going to be awesome. That'll be handy. It'll be very handy to have a ninja <laughs> in the house. Uh, if anybody's got questions, how about we start lining up at this uh, microphone right to my left here? Don't all rush over there, because I'm just going to keep asking them what I want to know then. Or am I just covering everything? You've heard it all. All right. So, last time I got to... Ch <laughs> Who there wants to go. learn how to spin a lightsaber? Ah. ah. You've got to do 20 push-ups first. <laughs> Never mind. I'm good. Um, <laughs> Hi there. So, I was wondering, uh, what was it like the first time you saw yourself on screen? Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, well, no. Backtrack. So my buddy and I, we were training. Mortal Kombat had come out. We went to watch it in the afternoon. And we, I was so excited to see my face and see my name up on the credits. It was like there was no one else in the cinema. And I wanted to go, that's me, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I couldn't believe you could see it. And then, and then I realized that's, this is something I really want to do. And, um, and then with the promotion of Star Wars, I didn't know they were going to use Darth Maul's face everywhere. So it was pretty, pretty kind of cool. I wasn't prepared for that. I just thought, I'm going to be in the movie and that's it. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, pretty, 
I do look at it, and sometimes I look at pictures of myself, and I go, is that me? Oh, yeah, that is me. My nose is still big. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you know what's funny? With some of the headshots I have on the table and some of the stuff that I get brought up, I can remember what I was thinking. Really? And it's really weird. Like, it was back in 96, 97 we filmed it. I can actually remember what was going through my mind at the time. And it's kind of crazy. Like, some of the looks I was thinking, I'm hungry. Everyone's back at the resort in the swimming pool. I'm here, you know? <laughs> what am I going to eat? Well, how, I'm going to go training later. Okay, all right. Yeah, do you know kind of that kind yeah. of silly stuff, you know? Every time you see a Pizza Hut cup or anything with his face on it, just picture that that's what he's thinking. Well, yeah, because, I, I you know, you hear all these stories, glamorous Hollywood, big blockbusters, people are getting pink M&Ms in their trailers, all these silly stories, yeah? But with Star Wars, it was a, it was a big, it was a high, it was, um, what's it? It was just you going to work. You're in a big warehouse studio. You're going to work. There's all different departments: electricians, there's, there's carpenters, there's, you know, there's plasterers, and we're all working within this building site. But when we're on set, you hear about all this fantastic food that people get and stuff. Yeah, they got it. But I was doing the fight scenes. So whenever I see the like the ladies walking around in trays, I got the fancy cakes and the fancy pastries and all this and that. I had to do the fight scenes, so I was like, ah! And then by the time I was done, it was gone. <laughs> now I know why some actors have their, like, their best mates, their best friends on set with them as their assistants, so they can get all the food. Uh, because uh, by the time you like, finish doing your scene, their food is gone. Everyone's always hungry on a film set. <laughs> yeah? Thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, how you doing? Love your t-shirt. Thank you. Which character did you have the most fun playing? Um, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Um. You know what? Heroes was a good fun one to do. Yeah, fun, because I didn't have to jump down to box splits. And, <laughs> and plus, um, it was only 10 minutes from my house. And um, with Heroes, I was a, it was the first time I binged on a TV show. I didn't understand why people would do it. And then, because I was always busy and I didn't watch a lot of TV. Because when you're w working in film, I was only watching films. And then Heroes came out, and I fell in love with it, and I missed a few episodes. So when it came out on DVD, I was up all night watching. I couldn't stop, you know. When it ends, I go, ah, and I had to watch another one. And, um, and I was up in Vancouver at the time. Right on. So I was up visiting my in-laws, and so I was just up, and it's snowing outside, and I'm laptop watching Heroes, going, and wishing I'd be like, ah, oh, this is the kind of TV show I want to be in. If I'm going to do TV, this is what I want to do. And then four or five years later, I get a call, and it's at the studios that I used to drive around and there used to be a ghost gym there. And I used to see all the trailers and people working and going, wishing, going, I wish that was me inside there. I wish that was me. And then, so to be in those studios and then be part of a TV show that I really enjoyed was great, you know. I didn't have to, I could do my own hair. Everyone was cool <laughs> on it. And, try, and then I had a moment with Robert Nepper where, because I've watched him so much from oh, Prison Break. Oh, he's so good. He's such an awesome guy, yeah. good actor. I learned so much just by working with him. It gave me so much more confidence as an actor. Right. Um, but at my first day on set working with him, I had a TV moment. We were rehearsing, and I just stopped. I was just staring at him like I was watching TV. <laughs> and so I was really angry at myself. And I'm going, oh, you're such an idiot, Ray. He's going to think you're a big wooden actor, and you can't act. <laughs> so I went back to my trailer. Luckily, lunch had broken. Slapping myself, pacing up and down, going, you can do this. You know, kind of rehearsing my lines. I apologized to him, and he goes, oh, don't worry, don't worry, I, just, I thought you were just, you know, being, you know, whatever. 
And uh, and because of that, it, uh, you know, it taught me a lesson. But that's um, cool. It was yeah. really it was an honor to work with Robert. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, how are hey. you? Hey, hey, what's up? Dump, dump. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look good. Thank you. I wish my boots had survived New York Comic Con, but they're a little flaky. Um, <laughs> so I think Toad is one of the more underrated members of the Brotherhood. He's always been one of my favorites, and I was wishing that I had seen you in X2. Almost, almost supposed to be. I was supposed to do a big fight scene with Nightcrawler. They brought me back, and I was going to have a big scar on my face because you know I got what happens to a toad really? when they get struck by lightning. And then just at the last minute, they pulled it. Did they uh, really? Yeah, yeah, myself and Toad and I were Toad and um, and Nightcrawler were going to be battling up in the, in a big silo and everything. Oh, that would have been yeah. cool. that would have been epic. Yeah, yeah. And, so it, and it was from the comics as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my question would be, if you could go back, which X-Men would you have liked to have battled as Toad? Would it have been Nightcrawler yeah, or Night someone else? It would have been Nightcrawler or Gambit. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I always loved Gambit as a kid. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love Wolverine, yeah? Yeah, I love Wolverine. You know, Cyclops is good as well. You know, but, but uh, I always wanted to be, because of the bow stuff again, I think, the, the stick, there monkey magic kind of thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I would love been... to come back as Toad. So. Yeah. I can't imagine how difficult that would have been to film. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing there? Doing good. How you doing? Very good. Hey, how you doing, Ray? Good. Good to see you. All right. I have a question for you. Uh, Kylo Ren versus Darth Maul. How many seconds would it take you to knock his ass down? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because Kylo Ren does use a lot more like Vader-style force, you know, as well as the physical side. He's also got the, the not the, the, the force side of it as well. Right. But Maul never got to use that as much. So, but I think over the years, maybe Maul has developed that. I agree. So, I, I agree. You know, was, I, I don't know. So, but, but both baddies, aren't we? So. Yeah, but what? Two seconds, three seconds, how long? Half a second, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, you know, it's there's something we said. Like, if you can, uh, if you, it's the art of fighting without fighting that Bruce Lee would just say. So instead of lifting a finger, I think more would just look, and that's, that's it. That's all you need. You know, like right T, like T, and just doom, <laughs> and that's it. Superman staff. I love it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Have you kept up on the character's development? I've been hearing. I did in the Clone Wars, but I haven't watched Rebels because my TV keeps on recording the wrong episodes. So I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD and then I'll catch up. Even though it's not officially canon anymore and it's in the Legends, if you haven't read the novel Darth Plagueis, has anybody read it? Darth Plagueis gives you the the origin story of Darth Maul, where he oh, really? comes from birth and how he gets trained, and it's an amazing novel. I highly recommend it. Oh, but I read it. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool how he's a little kid and comes into the Emperor's care and all this. It's oh wow. I highly recommend it. It's my favorite Star Wars novel. Hi, how are you? Good. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm a large Star Wars fan, and uh, Darth Maul is probably one of my favorite uh, Sith ever, with all double-bladed uh, lightsaber and stuff, and yeah, it's great. Um, so I was just wondering you. what uh, your views of the Darth Maul experience are. Experience? Yes. In what way do you mean? Like, uh, what it feels like, um, what you expected. Do you kind of mean like where he's like grown into? Because he's he's probably everyone's favorite part of the prequels, not just the first one. Like, yeah. you know, Darth Maul's the thing that stuck. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, dif much. it's different now because I I'm talking about it for the last 15 years. 
and it's changed and changed and, and it's developed a lot more as well in the sense of Clone Wars and Rebels and books. Um, but when I was on it, 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 was, it was a physical role. It was a character that, it came to me. I didn't have to go and prepare and think, oh, what I had. It was one of those, I looked at the picture and with, with my physical skill, it came to life in that way. And so it wasn't like second nature, but I, I, I already knew that Darth Maul, when I was playing him, and that's why I maybe haven't read stuff, because in my mind, if I do play him again, I want to bring my take still to how I'm, you know, because how I played him and how I, I saw myself playing, he was like a distinguished master, you know? He didn't show a lot of anger, you know? And in the rehearsal tape, it was more of someone very confident and elegant, you know, like a wushu, like a wushu master you see in movies. So when, if you ever see the audition tape they did, I was not going, like this, it was more, boom, like maybe look at the last minute block and then look and have that air of confidence and arrogance. And that's how I, I played it, that's how I auditioned for it. And, um, and it's just developed, and then George wanted me to show a bit more, ah, you know. Mm. And uh, I did want to use the horns in, in the fight scene with Liam, but it was too, too, too aggressive, because I felt like I've got these horns, I should use them as a weapon as oh, well. Oh, like headbutt? Like yeah, like, oh. you know, like, because yeah, yeah. we had a couple of close quarter moments where I'm up, and in the movie you see with uh, Qui-Gon and Maul, and I go, ah, like that. That was where I wanted to go, yeah, like this, because I trap him, and then I just slice up his tunic. Right. And then look at him like that, like, ah, you know, because that's where Maul's demise becomes, because it gets overconfident right. and cocky and stuff yeah, like that. So. Yeah. But um, I think it's great how everyone loves Maul, you know. My only worry now is, is that they bring Maul back and it's not me. <laughs> My nose is still the same size. <laughs> I'm much better than I was before. And Maul has developed, you know. And I would love to show, you know, the tattooed body effect as well. You know, I'd love to. Right. Except now, while you're filming, you'd be running around with green tights on your yeah. bottom. Because they'd have to put the spider legs on there. Or something somewhere. like that. But they also <laughs> change it to the regular robot legs. Oh, yeah. Well. He's just got the two. Yeah. 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 That was so, a, so you did. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, I've got to say, buddy, you look good. You're the first Edward Scissorhands I've seen at a convention. I think I'm the only one. Yeah. You're the f only one I've seen. That's cool. Thank you. How are you? Hello. My question is, do you have a particular martial arts style that you like to train when you are not in uh, training for a movie in particular? Do you have a particular style, a particular animal, or a particular weapon that you really enjoy to do when you have nothing to do with movies? Yeah, it's called the get out of bed style, you know? I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best of. Trust me, in the mornings I'm like this. Oh God! Oh, and my kids laugh at me. And then within an hour I'm like, woo, let's go. <laughs> now I've, I've done Shaolin Kung Fu and Wushu practically all my life. If I wasn't practicing it, I was watching it. And so that's really what's in me. That's what I do. Um, I like to try and pretend to do other styles, but I, I've always, I've been a big fan of Rocky ever since I was a kid. So I was punching punch bags and kicking, you know, trying to be like Van Damme, trying to be like Rocky, trying to be like Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. So I always, I always like using a, I like to, I implement uh, <clears throat> a heavy bag into my workouts. And when I do do any boxing or any hitting stuff like pads, 
I just, I just do it for like fight choreography. I do it for fitness and, and more for like body movement and style and, and that's all it is, just for fun. A bit like break dancing. So I train in a sense of training, but it's more of a dance. Depending what song I've got on, sort of influence the way I, I sort of train. Very nice. Thank Excellent. you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very cool. good. What Thank do you. you. Thanks what, for what, what would those songs be? What do you like it to depends. listen? Depends. If I'm like, is there some some drums or there's some like, you know, Japanese or Chinese or some Wong Fei Hong music, then I start going into my drunken and start, you know, thinking I'm Tai Chi master. Right, right, right. But it all depends. And, and sometimes I like to just train in silence. Okay. You know, because I just like it's it, that you know, it has it's a has a different training effect. Right, so it right. all depends, you know, how I feel. Are you excited to see Donnie Yen in a Star Wars oh, movie? Yeah. How was that going to be? Did it's you about the trailer, time, right? The Rogue One trailer. I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, you no. got to see the trailer. There's this. Everybody seen the trailer? Yeah. So I'm not really spoiling it. There's one scene where there's a bunch of stormtroopers, and he comes just walking out of this shed with his bow staff, just like calmly between them. And they don't show too much, but you know he's about to take out like nine stormtroopers with a staff. I'm so excited for that. Well, I know, I know for the fact, uh, I know that they're not, they're going to show Donnie Yen the way he should be shown. Like right. when he was in Blade and they didn't show him. Yes. I was really disappointed because he's a phenomenal martial artist and performer and actor. And I, I watch anything that he's in, you know, it's love watching it man it's even oh, made me want to yeah. do wing chung and my wife and i watched it together and we even emulated it she did it to me and stuff like that so you just beat it, each other up for fun it, it was, you know we weren't touching each other but it was good to share that moment together you know like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah she's cool yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. so uh, when i heard he was in um in a new star wars rogue i was like yes yeah and he's yeah. now working with vin diesel oh really Good Lord. Yeah, so it's getting around. Happy. How are you? I'm all right. Th this is entertaining. It's watching you guys. So I was just like, hey, man, keep talking. It's, it's cool. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but thank <laughs> you. Yeah, after you. <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate the work you do. Um, I did a lot of TV extra work when I used to stay in L.A. like back in the day. And I was just curious because, you know, even when I was extra, I'd be on the set like eight hours sometimes more. But I've seen actors stay there longer. Um, I know this is like a... Like we did Darth Maul, Snake Eyes and stuff, you did a lot of preparation, a lot of practice. Between, I guess, your three biggest roles out of the, uh, you know, even with Toad, like, which one do you feel like you had to prepare the most for? Or which one was the most physically requiring, do you feel like? Uh, for Snake Eyes, because I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> I was 22, fresh out of competition, and yeah, I'll bounce off that wall. Yeah, yeah jump on my head and head spin, you know, so. But we, even when we were rehearsing start for Phantom Menace, I still had to get my gym in. I still had to go to gymnastics and bounce and fly and spin and jump on a trampoline, climb the rope. And so Nick would let me do that. I'd get in there. And because I was a coach and one of the staff members, I was able to get in there late. So even after all the hours of tr uh, rehearsal we were doing the fights, I still had to get my, my tumble on. You know, I had to yeah. get that. You feel, <laughs> feel like Ray again. And uh, with, uh, with uh, G.I. Joe 1, I was always training anyway. But because I had the knee injury, Mm. I, I, for about eight months, I couldn't do anything. But when this came around, I had to force myself to train. So I had yeah. to sort of adapt a little bit into my training. And then by, by, the end, by, by the time we did the fight scene at the end with Storm Shadow, I just didn't think, I remember being on set and I had the gear on and I had to do a tornado kick and I had to go into competition mode. I was like, oh, it was killing me. I was strapped up. And then I just was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kicked one out and I was like, whoop, land. I'm like, yeah, got this. Boom. Out so of my head. It's kind of like the endorphins kicked yeah, in. Just, you were good. Yes, yeah. Once I got that one kick, I was like, that's out of my head. I'm not going to let it you know, beat me up anymore. 
And then, um, of course, I've always got to get a butterfly twist in everything I do. <laughs> and, I, and I did it with both G.I. Joe movies. Apart from, I even tried to do it for Headless Horseman. Oh, man. <laughs> with, a big, with a big boots on and a cloak, it wasn't happening. <laughs> I had a hard enough deal trying to kick the door down, you know, because yeah. it was really tight. So, um, yeah, I would say the, I was already sort of in training for Phantom Menace. But the training has been great for Snake Eyes. Okay. Because I learned something different about myself. I learned how to use size. I learned how to use tomfers. Um, it's more <laughs> versatile. Yeah. It was, I, learned, I like to learn, you know, and, and also implement a bit of wushu into it. But I also want to change and want to be true to Snake Eyes. Nice. And then so for the first movie, I videoed myself in a suit. And my style, didn't, it didn't work. So I had to open it up because the way the suit was a little bit, I had to change it. And the second movie, I just had love bites everywhere. Yeah. But it was good because the pieces were hard. So whenever I would like do stuff, it would, you know, it, it would pinch. But it felt good. And um, again, your head plays a part and going, can I do this? This is hard. And we would rehearse and the rehearsal was tough. I was like, oh, I can't breathe. This is, whew, you know. But once you get into that zone, you just do it. And then you're like, Thank God I trained so hard when I was a kid. Nice. You, you know, felt like you could take down the rock, even though he's standing no, in front no, of you no. right now. I was, I was so <laughs> nervous when I met him. Like, I was so in awe, you know? Like, he was one of the guys I've always wanted to meet and, and, and work with. I was kind of nervous, you know? And, uh, and at the last minute, they threw in a little fight scene with the two of us, a little do-si-do, -si -do, like, and he was so cool. Like, he was like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Like, and I was like, wow. I was, and then it was just so organic, and that whole, you know, like, the. the Thing. That yeah. just happened, you know, with it's coming down, because I was nervous, yeah. you know, and, and I was like, it's Dwayne Johnson, and and it was just, I was just in awe of that whole, and that whole thing just happened, and my kids were watching, and they just thought he was a tooth fairy, because we've been watching That's the tooth fairy. <laughs> so he um, must have thought it was kind of cool to meet Darth Maul. Did he ever say I, anything I don't, like that? He was really great with me. He okay. he, he said it, uh, he was yeah. awesome, and. And I was just like, it's Bruce Willis, and you know, yeah. was, so I was like, oh. And, and when you're in your suit, you just keep yourself to yourself. You don't want to, you, you sort of get into that zone of just being a, like, snake eyes don't talk. And I wish I was more like I am now talking, and yeah, yeah, yeah what's up, you right. know? But I was just so, so in awe, I didn't want to say anything in case I made a fool of myself, you know, like, lose <laughs> my awesome. job or something. So very cool. cool. Thank you very much. Hey, Thank good you. luck, man. If Keep it up, yeah? Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank All right, you. we got a few more minutes for a few more questions here. We'll probably cut off with the end of the line here. How you doing, bud? I'm um, good. Um, out of all of the episodes, which one was your favorite and why? What episodes? Um, one, to, one to seven. I want to revisit two and three again because I think I've only watched them once. I've seen Phantom Menace a bunch of times. And, uh, um, <laughs> Is it just on a loop? No, my <laughs> kids always want to, we want to do the Star Wars day, you know, we do one to one to six. And every time we do Star Wars weekends at Disney, we're like, we should have brought the DVDs. You know, you're in the Star Wars spirit, you're hearing the music and you're loving it. And, duh, 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 duh. and I'm like, yes, I want to start flipping around, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and then they always want to put on Phantom Menace. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want it on. Awesome. I, and it's not because I hate it. It's just I don't want to. It feels weird sitting there watching myself right. with my kids. I want to I want to be a fan and watch the other ones. You right, know? of course. So we always have this little argument, and, the, and then my wife goes, "Look, but they want to watch their daddy yeah. with you." Yeah. So how old are they now? Uh, Eleven and eight. Oh, that's yeah. prime. Yeah, real. Yeah. Oh, my daddy's Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, my son came home when, like when he was in kindergarten. And he goes, "Daddy, why did you have to be a bad guy?" <laughs> yeah. Because his, fr like his friend's parents would recognize 
and and then they would say something to his friend, and then they were like, he he's talking to me a lot. He likes Star Wars, you know, like kind of like. So it's, it was pretty cool growing up with that with my kids. But when GI Joe One came out, I was putting it on, going, "This is Daddy. Yes, come on." Yeah, good guy, Batman. You know? And they're like, Snake who? You know? Like I was on, yeah, this is a good guy. Look, this is Snake Eyes. Good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> awesome. But you can't really do that with Darth Maul, can you? You're like, right. bad guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Excellent. Thanks so much. Hey, thank yeah. you. Hey, this, this, this young fella here did 20 good push-ups earlier, didn't you? And you and your buddy. And right got an on. autograph. They're really good. So. Excellent. Hey, Snake Eyes, someone's graffitied on your head. <laughs> Are you going to stay in character? <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? That was good. I liked it. It was good. Um, yeah, how's it going? How good, are you? Good to see you again. Good. All right. Um, sharing your love with ninjas and everything about ninjas. Um, what was your most memorable moment as playing uh, Snake Eyes? Oh, I've, I've got lots of good moments. Um, you know what, I'll tell you, uh, many moments. So the first movie, it was the rubber latex suit. I had all my buddies jump in the suit, you know, because I was like, hey, so I'm going to need to get used to this. I'm thinking I need the suit to keep for myself because they're going to forget about it one day. I'm going to need to rehearse and just be part of, you know, get into Snake Eye. Ray, we'll give you one to take home. So I got it home, and I'm like, yeah, try this on, put it on. You know, my buddy was putting it on, and he's running around being Snake Eyes, and then my other buddy's putting it on, <laughs> running around being Snake And then I started realizing it's cracking a little bit, so I was like, yeah, take it off, you know. And so I've, I've got it. I've got the mask on my shelf. You can never wear it again because it's, it's, it's just it's not pliable anymore. Right, 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 right. But I had a lot of good moments, and, you know, sh my kids have been on set. And they've seen, you know, seen it. You know, the last, the last GI Joe, my daughter wore the helmet. We're in the dojo scene, and that was the one. That was the biggest scene for me to do because that was the first time you would see Snake. But they changed it a little bit in the movie. You see him a little bit later on. But in the original script, it opens up in the dojo sequence, yeah. Yeah. and for whatever reasons, they just changed it. So that was the most important thing for me to get right with Jinx. And it was really cool. My, you know, watching my kids. He's in his little, you know, my son's in his little right. Snake Eyes outfit doing tumbles on the judo mats and stuff and you know it was cool and, and I don't think they really cared that he was snake eyes they were just allowed to play somewhere and get candy for free you know <laughs> so it was pretty cool to experience that very and, cool and um, you know John Chu was great to work with he was awesome um, stunt guys were awesome uh, Steven Summers was great I, it was being in Prague was great for shooting it being on top of the Hummer you know like I remember thinking, because they were keeping Snake Eyes a secret, no one could see me, see me always have to suck it in, make sure my abs are good, because in a suit it can, you know, can fold and stuff. And I remember getting scared. I'm on the hummer and I'm strapped to him with two wires, but you can still move, you know? Like, and I had to pull out my sword and then stab the thing. But I wanted to do it for real, right? And I remember thinking, I'm on the hummer, I swear the stunt guy has gone faster than what he did in rehearsal. It feels a lot faster than 20, 30 miles an hour. I feel like we're doing 40. And the thing I was thinking about was, I can't mess up. If I drop this weapon, they're all going to laugh at me. And that's what I do. That, the, the weapon's an extension of my hand. And that was all I could think of. I wasn't scared about falling off. 
I just didn't want to drop their sword, <laughs> you know? Because yeah, yeah. there's, there's bystanders filming you and they're watching you and stuff. So it was pretty cool to be on top of a Hummer. So to this day, my son goes, Daddy, that's the one you were on, yeah? That's the Hummer. Nice. And so as a joke, I would jump on the side of the car. For, the last, you know, for a few years after that, they would go to school and I'd jump on the car and hang, going down the street, <laughs> you know, and hold on and go, yeah, see ya, bye. All you right. Know? Being like, ooh, I'm snake eyes. But then I stopped doing it because they wanted to do it, you know? So I had to stop that. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you so much, man. You look uh, good, man. Thanks. We've got just a couple minutes for two quick questions. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Have you seen any of the fan films, the particular Darth Maul Apprentice with Peter Serafinowicz playing you? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't have, know that. Have you guys seen that out here? Yeah. Peter's, Peter's in it? Yes. He, he plays Darth Maul in it. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. What's it called? It's called Darth Maul Apprentice. It's oh, okay. on, on YouTube. Oh, I'm going to check that out. I didn't know that. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, no. yeah. I've seen I've it. Seen it's amazing, but I didn't realize Peter was involved. Is, yeah. is he the voice for it? Like, There's no voice. He's a big dude. Okay, maybe it's not the one I've seen. Yeah, I've seen Contract of Evil because a buddy of mine did that. I mean, we, we became friends afterwards. We were working together, mm -hmm. and then he said, I did that. And I went, you did that? That's cool. Right, yeah. right, right. So um, I've been hearing about this new fan uh, Star Wars one. I haven't seen it yet because I've been traveling. I want to sit down and watch it properly. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very good. Have you oh, seen good. the uh, the Talon one, the Darth, Darth Talon Darth no. versus? There's one out there, Darth Maul versus Darth Talon. I saw Talon, that one. I saw that one. Who is yeah. the red Twi'lek Sith uh, female with the long legumes and stuff? That's a crazy one. Yeah. Whoever Maul was in that did a really good job. Yeah, yeah the guy yeah. was spinning around and doing stuff. Yeah, with he it. was it's he was cool. trained. He was yeah. obviously trained. Yeah, so. I saw that one. Someone showed it to me at a convention. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank Punisher Spider-Man, kind of. Is that Punisher Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man 2099. Okay. Oh, Very cool. obscure. Well, though. Uh, so you've done Star Wars, you've done uh, X-Men, G.I. Joe. Is there any other franchise or character that you'd like to play, especially with like so many martial arts-based superheroes out there? I'd love to do a military movie. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be in a Batman movie. I've always joked uh, I want Batman to backfist me. Yes. I want to be the guy that, you, you know, <laughs> yes. that one comical guy that Batman goes, like that, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this fall, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, that's I want to do that. You know? uh, maybe in the new uh, Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah if, if they allow me, I, anything to do with superheroes, yeah. I'd love to do. I, I, like I said earlier, I just stand there and not talk. Nice. Hashtag Ray Park in Batman. Do it. Get it going, kids. Yeah. You know what? I'll, be take, I'll take credit if that becomes a thing. All right. Sounds I'll, good. It's all on what, you. Where would you like to see me in? Oh man, uh, I mean, so I mean, did I hear Iron Fist there? Yes, that's actually what I was gonna say. I like, they already have a cast, but I'd love to see that. That'd be yeah. amazing because it's all martial arts based. So yeah, I was signed up for three movies many, 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 many years ago to do that. Kurt, what against uh, Danny Rand, Iron Fist. Oh really? Yeah, and then it just never happened. I had a three-picture deal, and Kurt Wong was set to direct. They wanted Beyonce to be Misty Knight, and I was saying Michael Jai White or uh, The Rock to be. Uh, Power Man. That would have been amazing. You know, so yeah, yeah, wow. But in a way, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because I was, uh, even though at a time you think back on things and go, you've learned a lot. At a time I was confident and sure and I knew it would work, I would be okay. But you look back on things and go, wow, I'm a lot better person now as an actor and experience. You know, when you look back on things and you, you know, I'm more disciplined now. I actually do my research now. I don't just turn up and go, all right, let's see what we do now. <laughs> now, let's see if, if this works. You know, yeah, yeah. the whole jig as well was all made up on the spot. Right. It's me turning up and saying to Brian, "So what are we doing? 
And uh, he goes, and I'm like, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? He goes, I want you to do some kind of dance. And I thought he was joking, you know? <laughs> and then I said, oh, yeah, I could go like this. Like that. And he goes, no, too modern. And I said, oh, I could do some ballet, you know? Like. <laughs> I remember that scene. That was a fantastic scene. And I was scene. messing yeah, around. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, no. And I'm like, too contemporary. Like, and I was like, are you serious? So I went, oh, I could do the jig, like that. And he went, yes. And I, was I, I went, really? Yeah, that's Yes. It turned out. I was going to ask you to redo that scene, and so that just made it. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. But you know what the thing is? I was trying to do the jig and still look wushu at the same time. That's why I go, ah. <laughs> You were born in Scotland, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. And, but you moved pretty early away to London? Yeah, or? I moved when I was seven. Oh, oh so you had a few good years in there. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I still speak Scottish to my mum and dad and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I got bullied and picked on a lot when I moved into to London. Because really? I was a new kid, so, really? yeah, and I'm coming from Glasgow, I didn't take too kindly to getting picked on. Yeah, I guess not. Eh? I'm going to get my down you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my dad. You look out, I know whoosh you. I'll give you the Glasgow cashew. <laughs> you know? Excellent. Uh, this has been an absolute pleasure, man. You are wonderful and awesome. Thank you for Thank hanging you. out with these people. Thanks for hanging Thank out. Thank you for coming. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Park. Thank you. Go over, he's in Artists, uh, the Celebrity Alley over there. Go get a signature, get a picture. He's happy to chat. Thank yeah, you sorry all. Sorry I never did coming. any lightsaber stuff. I was kind of, you know, I didn't have it. So oh. next time. <laughs> <laughs>